Welcome to It's Your Business Leader podcast. It's your business. Lead it. You need to deliver performance to your organization now. To do this, you need to ensure process efficiency, product quality, and employee engagement. What happens when you don't have this? Underperformance. If you're tired of getting excuses and not results, if you're tired of mediocre employees talking to me in game, but not backing it up with action, you're in the right place. My name is Ron Hurst, a leader with over 30 years of real-world operational experience backed by the best of engineering and developmental psychology, and my goal is simple. I want to help you achieve the performance your business is capable of. In this cast, Developing Leaders, Part 3. In our cast last week, we talked about, in a little more depth, how to develop leadership capacity. In particular, we're answering the question, who should we develop? When should we develop them? How should we develop them? And in this cast, I want to go a little bit deeper on the how to. How do you develop talent, leadership capacity, and get people to a point where they can support you in growing the organization? We identified a number of different approaches, and I'm going to, I'm going to cap it at this list, and we're just going to do some, some pluses and minuses of each of these approaches and maybe when they're appropriate. So we've got Go back to school. We've got book reviews, coaching, mentoring, special projects, temporary assignment, and delegation. So let's just break them down. This idea of going back to school, this can be a really expensive option, and it's not for everyone. What you're going to find is that you've got employees in your organization that really didn't have a great relationship with formal education or the the public education system in your home country, and the thought of going back to school is kind of like fingernails on a chalkboard to them. They don't want any part of it. It's really tragic in a way because, truthfully, the, the Western public education systems are designed in such a way to really manufacture employee worker bees. It's, not speci- it's, it's really not developed to deal with diversity, neurodiversity in particular, And as a result, people who are a little bit different or learn in a different way often get relegated to the edges, to special education classes, or they just just opt out at some point at their earliest opportunity. It doesn't mean they're not capable of being leaders. It doesn't mean they're unintelligent. It just means that our system failed them. In my opinion, it's that simple. So I want you to get the idea that back to school is not a be-all and end-all of leadership development. Not to mention the fact that Uh, have you ever seen an academic actually lead a real organization? Uh, (laughs) At the university level, there are a whole lot of people that teach leadership theory that understand what leadership is, but have they actually done it in the kind of context of an operational role? It's rare. And because it's rare, they really can't guide you and teach you what it means to do it for real. I like to say it this way. Unless you've stood eyeball to eyeball, nose to nose with an employee and had to promote them, fire them, discipline them, lay them off, or otherwise communicate with them in an an incredibly difficult situation, you don't know leadership. Because that is the, the guts, the meat and potato of leadership. To say this is what leaders do is a cop-out in my my worldview. So be careful with the whole school thing. They can teach you a lot about what leadership is, 
and they'll write cute little pa- make you write cute little papers on how to do it. But until you've actually gone and dealt with employees real time, um, it's just abstract knowledge. So back to school is, in my opinion, a good augmentation. It's a good addition to a leadership development program, but it shouldn't be the first and primary way that you learn leadership. Okay, what about a book review? The idea of a book review, again, if the person isn't a reader, this is stupid. You can substitute video video review or case study review, I suppose. But the point here is that you want to get someone thinking about what it means to be a leader in a specific context. The, the problem with most books is they're not designed to solve a specific problem. They're designed to kind of paint a broad picture. So if you're going to do a book review, it should be guided. It should be guided with a specific problem that the person offering the book is giving. The person offering or suggesting the book must have read it in order to know what it says, whether it's useful or not. There's so much to this. Book reviews are useful, but they tend to be targeted to specific gaps. It's not an overall approach to developing leadership competence. So use it, again, as part or an augmentation of a development program, but not a centerpiece, okay? So book reviews, useful, but insufficient. Same with back to school. It's it's an augmentation, but it's insufficient. What about coaching? Coaching is similar to a book review in the sense that if you can afford to have somebody professionally coached, it can definitely develop and they can develop quickly because under the guidance of a coach, they will gain a tremendous amount of value. Uh, how many people mid-level and below in organizations get coached today though? Herein lies the problem. It's an expensive option. And very few organizations are willing to pay for this. So just be be aware of that factor. I think it's an excellent approach. And as a leadership coach myself, I highly recommend it. Of course I do. But it's potentially a very costly investment. So just be aware. It also has a tendency to be topical or surgical. Like it can deal with specific aspects. It can be broader. But again, at what cost? How long is the coaching engagement? What about mentoring? Mentoring is, in my opinion, probably the best way to go about this because you can have someone that doesn't operate within the organization be your mentor and they can guide you through the process and they're not held by organizational cultural values or or processes. So there can be a lot more stretch going on if you have a mentor. The cool thing is, And when I think about mentoring, I maintain at least three mentors at any given time. And because I do, I can gain the benefit of all these different perspectives and helping me grow as an individual leader. So highly recommend mentoring. The the cool thing about mentoring as well is that it, it can incorporate coaching. It can incorporate book review. It can incorporate delegation. It can incorporate a lot of the different elements that we're talking about. And for that reason, it easily could be the centerpiece of a leadership development effort. So highly recommend mentoring. What about a special project? If you have the opportunity to assign one of your direct reports into a special project that will develop skills where they have a gap or maybe they have a a basic competence, but they need to increase it, a special project may be a perfect way to go. The key here is, do you have the latitude? Will it affect your KPIs in a negative way if you move someone over? 
make no mistake, it's going to increase your cost and it might impact your quality and productivity. So you've got to be really strategic about this and it can't be something that you're doing with everyone at all times. It's probably surgical in the sense that one of your direct reports is able to move into a special project at a time. And in doing so, they really have to get the benefit out of that that investment because it could be costing you and your KPIs and you definitely want to make sure that they're growing. So if you do special projects, make sure that the one-on-one process is, is tied very tightly to this and you're monitoring their progress and helping guide them through the, the learning that they're going through. We could also talk about temporary assignments or temporary promotions. This is a really common way in industry to give someone the opportunity. I like this one a lot. I think that this one though, has gotta be someone that you've assessed and they're nearly ready for the promotion, but there might, maybe there's a couple of factors that you're not sure of. So this is kind of like a polish to someone that's almost ready and you're just polishing a few rough edges. And if you find out that you are wrong and they're a lot rougher than you thought, you can always put them back without loss of face on the employee's part or yours. So a temporary assignment or temporary promotion is a great way for them to test out what it means to be in leadership. And the other benefit here is that the employee might still harbor some, not inappropriate, but you know they're thinking about what it means to be a leader in a wrong-headed way. And they have this kind of vision of what it could mean, and their vision is not particularly tied into reality. So by putting them in a temporary role, they get to test out what reality is and check it against their mental image. So there's a lot of benefits here, and I, I do really like this one. The final technique that we could talk about is that of delegation. Delegation is a lot like a special project, except the way I think about delegation is think about your role. Think about a portion of your role that your direct report that you want to develop needs to grow in and then find a way to delegate a portion of that responsibility to them. And again, through a one-on-one process, so you're monitoring their progress, you're giving them feedback, you're nurturing their growth, but doing so in such a way that they're gaining the competence to take on parts of your role. Delegation is an excellent technique when it's done correctly. You've got to be careful though. If you give them too much too quickly and you don't support them, when they fail, that's on you. And you're still responsible for getting the work done. So delegation can be a little bit risky. Definitely something you want for those that are a little more developed. So let's just kind of take a step back and look at all of these. The techniques that are really good for early stage development include mentoring, coaching, back to school, book review, Those four are really, maybe even special projects, really good for early level development. And for later development, when someone actually has some leadership capacity and you're just trying to polish them off, get them ready for a new role, then the idea of temporary assignment promotion, special projects, mentoring, and delegation are all excellent ways to approach it. So Last week in our Who Does What by When, I challenged you to think about all of your direct reports. Who's got the basic characteristics of someone that you could develop? Let's take that a step further. Take the the top person in in your group of direct reports that you think you could develop. And then what I want you to do is consider which of these techniques, back to school, book review, mentoring, coaching, special project, temporary assignment, or delegation, 
which one would be the best one to develop the top person on your list, the person most ready for leadership. That's your homework for now. We'll see you on the next episode. All right, everyone. Now you have your action items. I'm excited to hear from you on how what you learned today works for you. Be sure to connect with me at www.developingleadersinc.com and brief us on how the action items work for you. If you need immediate support, schedule a strategy call with me and let's build a plan together on how to get you the results you need. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next episode, get out there and lead your business.